Hi, Tara. Hi, Alana. Uh, I'm not, I'm I'm excited to talk to you. It's like our weekly chat catch up on sports, reality, TV, and pop culture, but um, it's a little bit of a, 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 a little sad day in Eagles culture. So, uh, so everyone just get ready for X's and O's and Bravo shows. And everything in between. Welcome to the sad reality playbook. <laughs> We're just warning you. <laughs> I fluctuate really, between being sad and angry. <laughs> it's next. I yeah. even I even did the standing ovation like the Saturday I did on my Instagram. I like tagged as many Eagles players as I could. Uh-huh. I did it on my story. I was like, maybe the ovation could help, you know. Maybe but, give them a little little Trey Turner spirit. But maybe if all the like if it was the Eagles fans in the stadium, maybe that would have been the difference. Uh <laughs> so and anyway. definitely the last time I was in that stadium, there was no standing ovation. Nope. Um, but yeah, let's, you know, like, let's get, uh, the, the wild card games. I, I thought they were great, The they were fun to watch with the exception of ours. So, uh, we can just jump in if you have any thoughts or, or comments on, on the play, uh, of these teams. <laughs> well, I know we're going to sit on the Eagles talk and then the next one that brings me joy probably will be the next to last, I'm assuming. So let's knock out everybody else. Okay. <laughs> All righty. So let's start off like just in order. Okay. Part Saturday, the Texans beat the Browns 45 to 14. Go uh, ahead, young CJ Stroud. Yes. First rookie game or so I'm sorry. It's his first playoff game. Yep. Um, and then as a rookie, I think he actually also made history um, as well. Three. I just feel like all the things. I mean, we could go yeah, three touchdowns. Yeah, 274 yards, three three touchdowns. Compared um, to a former Super Bowl MVP on the other side, Mr. Joe Flacco, straight off the couch, uh, who had two pick sixes in consecutive drives. I felt bad. That was like a like a, a replay of what happened to uh what was it, Pat Pat Mahomes? Did he get picked oh, up yeah. twice? It was so weird because it it literally happened. In another game earlier, this yeah, but I mean, even the Pat is more was, shocked. This Raiders. I was. It's gonna. It's a running theme today. Embarrassing. I felt I got secondhand embarrassment for Joe. I think the Browns getting there, given all their QB issues, you know, all the injuries, and they've gone through. This is the fourth one, and they literally picked him up and off his couch. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think they they're just happy to be there, but. I was really shocked by the defense because I yeah. thought that the Browns defense have actually, they've been playing really well. So I was confused a bit by what was happening, but I also, you know, part of it too is, is just that, um, you know, the, you know, it's just part, it's kind of like part for the course, I guess, you know, and they just seemed like they were really like, like they have the energy. Yeah. I just think I was surprised too by the, the performance of the Browns defense. I thought it was going to be, I just assumed even if Houston won the game, um, cause they were home that it would be a closer game, you know, that it would kind of be a defensive. Well, I'm not sure. I thought, I thought Cleveland's defense would be 
would perform better against a rookie quarterback, even though we saw that, you know, the kid was performing during the regular season, that you get a, you know, get a case of the nerves or whatever in your first playoff game and that the defense would take advantage of that. But that was absolutely not the case. And then to put the icing on this whole weekend um, of what can go wrong, will go wrong for Eagles fans, Derek Barnett decides to show up and make a difference in a playoff game after he leaves us. <laughs> I was just like, is that really Derek Barnett? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it just to, to go back, uh, uh, CJ tied, uh Sammy Ball, 1937. Uh, three passing TDs as a rookie. Dak Prescott in 2016, three passing touch, um, three passing uh, touchdowns as a rookie, and Brock Purdy last year with three passing touchdowns. So it's it that he he joins a short list of of rookies who were able to. Um, and I wasn't around for Sammy Ball, but I think yeah. C.J. Stroud is going to end up being a better quarterback than the other two. I would agree with you. I'm still not a Purdy believer or a Brock believer. <laughs> I agree. I, I think his <laughs> weapons make him look amazing. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think you should be able to throw a ball when you when you get to the pros. <laughs> There's like how many college teams are out there to draft for? <laughs> like you should be able to throw a ball. It should be nice. Uh anyway. But yeah, I thought that uh it was nice to see, you know, basically the two um you know, head coaches of the year, like, like they're those, those, the guys are, are really going to be nominated. I think D'Amico Ryan's like, he should get it because former Eagle. Yeah. And how do you put together that, that playoff game? I'm sure that they're not like, it's not about playoff games, but you know, they put together a very impressive season. Absolutely. But then again, but then again, you're kind of like, well, damn, like the Browns really <laughs> went through it. And, uh, and Stefanski, I mean, he, like, he made like water out of wine almost. So, um, but just wine out of water. <laughs> <laughs> wine out of water. Um, uh, so yeah, so I, I think it's, it's, um, you know, it was really interesting. I think it was, it was kind of fun to see these, these scenes kind of go at it and old Joe, uh Delaware's own Super Bowl <laughs> quarterback. Uh I, I think the game was just over after the second pick. The first pick wasn't that like a like a big issue, but the, the second one was like you just threw that thing right to the defender. <laughs> and how crazy is it that Deshaun Watson's former team seemingly has a better, a faster bounce back mm-hmm. than the team he go he went to. I totally <laughs> forgot about. I I did not even think. Isn't about it crazy? Mark. Like that's not even that's not even a storyline. Which nobody's really talking about. I guess they don't want to talk about it because of like. But he's sitting on all that money. Whew. Will be. Yeah, it's crazy. Shout out to his agent. Um, um, but now <laughs> the Texans are going to have to go face Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Um, it yeah. should be a good game. I'm excited for that game. That's one of the games I'm excited to watch because I I just I really like the Ravens. Um, like I, I like Lamar Jackson since he's been in the league. So I'm excited to see these two kind of go back and forth, and we'll see what these defenses got um, yeah. for each other. Yeah. Um, the second game is that that was on uh, Saturday were the Chiefs in Miami, and the Chiefs won twenty six to seven. Kind of went how I expected it. What about Did you? Did you? 
Yeah, I just thought, I mean, with the weather, um, someone, I think it was somebody on ESPN said, so you think the Polynesian kid that grew up in Hawaii and went to school in Alabama is going to have a good game in this, in this weather? <laughs> Dang, for real though? Uh, I, I thought that it was going to be a challenge for them with the weather, 110%. But I thought that they'd actually have a bit of a better game uh, game plan because I feel like it was pretty predictable that they would be going to uh, the Cheetah. Um, oh, in his first touchdown, you were like, oh, they're going to get going. But but they didn't. I didn't think they involved Waddle enough. Um, but then again, I, I don't know. I kind of saw him bouncing in, in and out and because I think he's like nursing an injury right now, but right to your point, I thought he, I didn't think he was going to be playing because he had been injured. So when I did see him, I'm like, Oh, he's okay. He's playing. And then it was like, where is he? I just felt like some of the plays that were designed to, you know, either like get a first down or like get a touchdown. It just like felt like it was so predictable that they were going to go to, um, where they were going to go to directly to the cheetah. Like there was like, no, like we knew that that's who they were going to go to. And I don't know if it's because he was trying to make a statement with his uh, return to, um, to, to Kansas city. And cause he had some words, he said some stuff um, <laughs> going into Kansas city. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Terry kill. It just, it just feels like, it just felt too obvious to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. But um, also, I mean, they had a ton of injuries. They did. I, mean, I know everybody's banged up at the end of the year, but they had a lot of injuries. I just think Andy and his coaching staff um, and, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Steve Speck. What was it? Spags. Yeah, yeah. Spags. They, he just had a game plan for it. And, you know, what other team would know Tyreek Hill best Griffin, and how yeah. to defend him, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that I felt like that was a showing of, of a playoff experience. Yeah. Uh, that the experience that Kansas city had, they were able to to do what they needed to do. Uh, and I, it was nice to see Travis uh, finally catch some balls and get some first downs. Cause he I, dropped some too. He dropped. I mean, I'm like, what's up with your hands? My guy, <laughs> they were cold. They were very cold. <laughs> football uh, feels like a brick. Yeah. So it was, it was nice actually. I, you know, I've got like a soft spot for them. Um, but I'm happy that, they were able to, you know, handle business. So now they will see uh, the Bills. And I'm excited for this game. In Buffalo. I can't wait. Actually, but the I think it will be warmer in Buffalo than it was in Kansas City this past weekend. Probably, yes. Uh, <laughs> when they were reading out all those degrees, oh, it's negative 40, which, I mean, all of the analysts down there, I mean, even like Mike Tirico was just like, yo, I got to put on this coat. I'm, I'm cold, you know? I, was, I couldn't believe he didn't have a hat on from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. he was like, I got to get my hat. I'm cold. I was like, dang, my guy is just like, he having a whole moment. Um, in the booth <laughs> yeah and for jason garrett like yeah i guess he subs in on saturdays because um 
because Tom's worked. He's like, I don't, I don't work on Saturdays. So <laughs> I'll see y'all Sunday night. <laughs> Chris Hollings work. So, uh, but it was, it was, a, I, I enjoyed the game. It was fun to watch. And I'm looking forward to being able to watch playoff football without, um, Stress. I'm not in my stomach. Yeah. Especially because on Wild Card Sunday, uh, the Cowboys and the Packers faced off and the Packers <laughs> won 48 to 32. But I'm actually going to say the score was 27 to zip. I agree with the good morning uh, football folks uh, that if that's not really the true score of what actually happened. They had like at least two, two maybe three junk, basically junk scores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it literally was. But that's the thing about um the Packers that really reminded me about the Eagles because I was like man I hope this is like one of the key issues is that the Eagles will go up and then they can't like they're not finishing the game and then so the moment that it looked like Cowboys were like gonna be on a run I mean they threw them <laughs> LaFleur was like nope and he threw yeah. he threw them boys the starters back in to make sure that they were able to like finish out the game. So when that happened, I had a couple of, so first I was like, what are you doing? Do not pull the starters yet. But I commended him for realizing I made a mistake. Cause there are some coaches that just would have been stubborn and, yeah. and left, just kept them out there, just left them out there. Mm-hmm. So I was glad he was like, Oh no, 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 let's fix this. But I got to tell you, we were, <laughs> I was watching the game with my father and with every score, we would just look at each other, but mm. we were afraid to say anything. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to jinx it. And mm. then when they got the pick six, I'm like, what is going on? Now, my father said it was so crazy that it scared him for the evil. <laughs> Something <laughs> is wrong. Um, I posted on my page that um, one my mom had one time said one time said that my hatred for the Cowboys concerned her. And I said, my joy was diabolical. Like as much heartache as I felt more because it was Jason Kelsey's last game, but you know, just disappointment in the Eagles. Thank God for the green Bay Packers. Cause I would have felt mm-hmm. like a totally different person today. If not for watching the Cowboys, as Stephen A says, just wait, what can go wrong will go wrong. My joy was diabolical. Yeah. I loved it. Um, the other game on uh Sunday was the Lions and Ooh, the Can Rams. I say one more one more oh, thing sure. though before uh before you jump off the Dallas game? So as much as I hate them and enjoyed watching them fall apart, I was so happy for Jordan Love. Me too. It was me too. I, now it is crazy how if Green Bay gets three Hall of Fame quarterbacks back to back to back, what but because of what this of, of the shoes this kid was gonna have to fill, and you know my yeah. former boo Aaron Rodgers has gone off and lost his mind, um, and the just the environment of Green Bay for this kid, I am glad. Yeah. I am so happy for him. I I know it's gonna be tough to go in playing go go play the 49ers next week, but yeah. but I mean, yeah, you can't. Take I totally agree with first you. Playoff win from him, and and. And I'm so happy for him. And I remember seeing him um, maybe last season or season before. And like, you know, he came in for for Aaron. And I was like, whoa, man, he's got like this beautiful throw, this beautiful pass. Like, I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him, you know, be able to, you know, take the reins of the Packers. And when Aaron does that, 
like flip flopping. I don't know what I want to do thing. It's like, and then, oh, I'm going to come back. It's like, oh God, I got another season to play behind this guy. And like, so I felt for him. So I was, I agree with you. I was very happy for it, for him to be able to find um, first, this is his first playoff game. So congratulations. And then two, you went into Dallas and you did something that's really, that's been tough for a lot of teams to do this season. And when last season, they hadn't lost at home since the season opener of the 2022 season. Yeah. And Jordan well, and Aaron Jones, shout out to Aaron Jones being from Texas. He had his three touchdowns. He ran all over Jerry's field. <laughs> Sometimes the hometown kid can take some joy away from you. If we want, we can go on to the Lions and the star-studded. Which I guess was the most competitive game of the weekend. Yeah, it was actually, it was good. It was a good game. Uh, the Lions beat the Rams. They edged them out 24-23. And this whole is, is always a storyline about Jared Goff and uh, Matthew Stafford. And his girls, so cute. I love his little, like, the pregame ritual. Yeah. He, like, kisses all of them. And <laughs> they had, like, they had these jackets on that said, like, Detroit-born um, LA like it's yeah. so cute. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, this is adorable. But um, the Lions yeah. came out on top. I I thought that I thought I actually I'm happy for Jared Goff. It felt very emotional for him. And I'm hopeful that I actually really hope that the Lions were able to to see a Super Bowl. I, like the Bills and the Lions are the ones that I, I hope that they can see a Super Bowl soon. Like th those would be the ones if my Eagles are not in the. I'm pulling for a Lions Ravens Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 I, feel I like definitely think the Ravens are going to be there. Yeah. The Lions are more for my my empathy for a fan base that doesn't mm -hmm. know success and then the Ravens just because I'm, I'm I love Lamar Jackson but yeah I mean I it's hard I, I really like the Bills I like the yeah Chiefs. I like Josh I too I like Ravens I like um, uh it's like a little easier for AFC yeah uh okay so you want to jump into wild card Monday where they had to move the Bills Steelers game uh to Monday afternoon it was they could have moved it to Sunday. today I mean it didn't look much greater much better I know, right they had so much no. They were paying people $20 plus to come over, just help us just take the snow off. We just need to see the lines. Uh, and so the Bills did win 31 to 17 against the Steelers. They the Steelers, I actually thought it was a good game that in that the Steelers were were like on their way to trying to make a comeback. They were only like one score away, but the Bills did not do what the Bills typically did in the regular season and just like lost the game. You know, lost the lead. They actually went out there, scored another touchdown and made sure that they solidified the win. So congrats to them. All right. And oh, Mike Tomlin's coming back. I'm not surprised. Everybody was, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. Were you surprised? I thought he was coming back. I, I'm yeah, I, I, he's coming back. I don't, <laughs> like who, like who would give up Mike Tomlin? I feel like I don't know. I don't know about you, but I feel like there has to be this agreement between him and the ownership. That's like, hey, you know, give us a winning season, get these this the stadium packed. We and got six it. trophies. And he does it every year. We got six trophies. Do what you can. You know, <laughs> I do. I do really want him to get a good quarterback, though. Like I want him to get a solid, solid quarterback because yeah. no one's replaced. Big Ben. And I yeah. think if they actually had a good solid quarterback, then it could be lights out. And I'm I hate that this is even coming out of my mouth, but maybe Dak could go there. 
Dak Prescott could go over to to Pittsburgh and have a little bit of a better. You think Dallas is ready to give up on Dak. After that was actually my question to you about. I actually meant to ask you about that. That wasn't like the coaching carousel conversation. Are we? Are do you think Dallas is ready to move on from Dak and McCarthy? I think they're ready to move on from McCarthy. I don't think. I don't. So if you get rid of Dak, then what? Because their record's too good to get one of the quarterbacks coming out of this year's draft. Um, who is so I, I'm not going to put Dak in a class with, you know, the Mahomes and Lamar and but he's not at the bottom of the barrel. So who do you who would be available that's average to above average that you could get to replace them. That's why I just I just don't see Dallas moving on right now from him. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Um I think it is either one of them has to go. And I, I actually think that I think Dak has been the common denominator this whole entire time. And so I I personally think that they should move on to another quarterback. Um, whether that be like someone that they've already drafted. Um, so you're thinking of develop uh, it. I don't know, but some Trey Lance sitting there, you know, like, I, I don't want to say this, like, like, please believe me. I don't want to give Dallas anything, but to me, he's the common denominator, but that's, that's so you get a Trey Lance and then you, then you need a quarterback whisperer of a head coach. But you can get a good a QB coach, though. If you got a solid QB coach, you can also do that. I mean, maybe they'll take Brian Johnson. <laughs> okay, sorry. He's a, he's a good QB coach. <laughs> okay. All right. Mm, all right. Is it time? Um, do you want to talk about the divisional round first about projected winners? Or do you want to talk about the Eagles game? Um, let's yeah. Let's put off my heartache. Let's let's uh, preview the playoffs. Okay. I don't know how you feel, but I'd love to get your projected winners so that we can talk about it next week. So 49ers and Packers, who do you think is going to win? And I don't do those score things because I'm not going to like the score. I mean, this is what my heart, my heart's going with the Packers, but my head says the Niners from what we've heard. um, Christian McCaffrey is feeling great because he's had a bye week. And although I'm not a, a Brock believer, I am a CMC believer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Debo believer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's going to be the 49ers in that. Yeah. Team. I think the Packers have to do what they did to Dallas, come out very fast. And and the Niners just, are much better than the Cowboys. So. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if the Packers are going to be able, their defense is, are they, if they're going to be able to stop the running game, if they're going to be able to, you know, stop them from marching down the fields. Um, but that, that to me is, I agree with you, CMC and Debo are the ones that you really have to watch out for on the offensive side. And then you got Nick Bosa. Yeah. It's, it's, it'll be a tough, tough thing, but um, I am going to root for the Packers, but I do think the 49ers will probably uh, win this game. Yeah. What about the Lions and the Bucks? I think the Bucks are riding high off of this game and they will quickly come down to earth and the Lions will take care of business. I think the Lions will take care of business, but I, I felt I someone else kind of said this today that I was talking to. The the game seemed a little too tight 
in my opinion, for the LA Rams. But I don't know if it's just because of the history uh, between, you know, the two, like the drama. The emotion. Mm -hmm. So I, but I do think that the Lions will take care of business. Uh, I think they, they, it's within their grasp and their fan base is like, so like 110% behind them. And I don't think they want to disappoint the fan base. And I think if there were nerves, it was that first game to see like, if, are the Lions going to lie in? Um, and they didn't. So mm -hmm. I think they're coming in to the suites with much more confidence. Yeah. There are Absolutely. no emotional ties to the books. Uh, nope that you know equal them and hey, hey maybe they'll actually like get to the quarterback because you know the quarterback's limping on an ankle injury right? and rib injury yeah yeah dan campbell will have a better game plan oh yeah he, yeah <laughs> anybody uh on the afc side ravens and texans i'm going lamar there i think the ravens are going to gets the Super Bowl. Bills and Chiefs, who who would you predict here? Cuz I I have I'm I'm struggling. So I think it's I think the Bills are going to win this. Me too. Game. Me too. Bill, I think they wanted to like yeah. I think it I think the Bills are going to win it. And it's crazy that you know right after that Bills Eagles game, both teams went on very different trajectories. Yep. Bills went nothing but up and we, you know, what we yeah. we lost six out of our last seven games. Yeah, they definitely have momentum. Yes. I agree. I totally agree with you on that. And I think they've they've figured out they've got the the rookie uh tight end uh Kincaid getting in the game. They found ways to get um Stefan Diggs open. Um he that was the big issue was that and and then Josh Allen <laughs> scored a fifty two yard touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is he still running? <laughs> like big body guy just running. So I think I think the legs are gonna be a tough, uh tough one. Just and he's hard to get down. It looks like he is very tough to get down. Mm -hmm. So I, I do think the Bills are gonna win this out. And it actually will be the first time the Chiefs are on the road in the playoffs uh with this crew, right? Because every yep. time they've actually won. Yeah. Okay, great. So Let's we talk about be. the Eagles. Okay. They lost to the Bucks 32 to 9. I will I did I didn't want to note that the defensive players that were out, uh Reed Blankenship and Sidney Brown and Nicobe Dean. I just wanted to just say that that part. Yeah, because those that were on the field couldn't tackle as well as I could. I mean, I can at least get in the way. I think if I roll around on the field, somebody will trip in away. I just Every okay, everybody played bad, you know, both sides of the ball. But the 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 tackling was just I guess I don't know what was worse, the play calling or the tackling, because again, you did not have to be a football savant to know that the Bucks were going to blitz us. And they did almost every offensive play. So why wouldn't you prepare for that? Why wouldn't you draw up some plays for that? But on the defensive side, how do you not know how to tackle? Like, I, I don't understand it. I, don't, I, I just, it was, it, it was as crazy as watching the Dallas game, which brought me back to my dad going, something's wrong. <laughs> something's wrong in the air. But yeah, Mercury I mean, and retrograde, I don't know. But we've, we've been seeing this for the last, what, six weeks. And just, 
we've been seeing this decline for the last six weeks, but it's been since the beginning of the season when, when, you know, even though we were winning, I think we didn't pay attention enough that, you know, somebody in the locker room would say, we haven't played our best football until you ran out of football. It was embarrassing. I uh, turned it off. Um, and I would check in on Google to see if they actually scored something or made it closer that I could go back and actually catch up and watch it. Uh, I will say this, this is, this is why I turned it off. They would get, uh, the, like their first like set of downs, they ran the ball and they got nine yards, nine and a half yards. And then they forgot they had a running back. And then we're, it's, it's third down and two yards, but we throw it. Right. And the person doesn't catch it. Okay. Then we go to, okay, we got it. And now we're, we're going to just gonna kick the ball back. We're going to, okay. Give them the ball back after they just scored on our defense. Okay, cool. Then like the next set was we, it was like four and two. We don't run the ball. It's, it's literally like a pass to Dallas and Dallas dropped it. It was literally in his hands. He dropped it. I don't understand why this team decides not to run the football. I don't understand that. And 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 if you watch the other games, the ones that won were running the football. They were just mowing people over. But also, I just, I don't understand it. You played this team already. And what did you do when you beat them? You ran the ball. I didn't watch the Manning cast, but I, you know, I had Twitter up while I was watching the game. And so somebody said, that was watching the man cast that Peyton, who I wish I had, well, you know, Peyton gets, he gets so frustrated with bad offensive football. He was like, now nah, it's just a matter of being stubborn. And he's right. It was just being stubborn back to Matt LaFleur. So he pulls his starters because he feels confident. But when Dallas starts making a comeback, he's not so cocky that he's going to stick with his decision. He puts the starters back in. He makes the adjustment. It didn't make sense. It was so, so last week, Alana, I was ready to get, you know, I've been ready to get rid of the coordinators for a minute, but I was going to keep Nick. I'm, everybody needs to go. Oh, yeah. And the decisions that he made, the points he took off the board, right? So you kick an extra point. I don't care that you got, they, they were offside. Why are we going for two? Take the, take the assured point. Because anybody that has been an Eagles fan as long as I have knew. I don't care how many times the brotherly shove worked in the regular season. It was going to let us down in the playoffs. I know it was a, the refs missed a face mask, but it doesn't matter. Whatever was going to happen, bad was going to happen. Why not take the points? Then I think there was a, we had a field goal. He took the three points off the board and we didn't convert on fourth down. What in the, what did you see on the field that gave you any confidence that you could take a chance on taking away guaranteed points for more. He's got to go. Mm -hmm. I actually, I was thinking about this because I, I don't really feel like I need to talk about this game because this game is just like the same. Um, one, I think I'd rather it implode now so that we could, they can make the moves that they need to make in the off season. Cause there's way too much talent on the, on the team to uh, waste anybody's time. But um, I th I think that with Nick, he had a good coaching unit that clearly two of them became head coaches, mm -hmm. right? And I think there might have been a different, like this is a new like position for him to be with two coordinators that don't have, weren't actual coordinators in the NFL. 
and then having to manage all of that and all the personalities. And so I just think he failed at not being able to really like rely on Shane and Gannon um, in terms of their ability to run, you know, their, their sides of the ball. I, I, that's what I think. I think that they're the three of them together worked, but I think with the two of them gone and then two coming in, it was a poor decision period. We all know now, but it was a poor decision before um, to bring in people who aren't, don't have the, the coordinating skills, but we didn't know that Nick, couldn't manage <laughs> people who didn't have um, a, a skill set greater than him. So that that to me is the the mistake. And so I'm not. I don't know yet. I don't. I don't know yet how I feel about it. But I do know that I'm an Eagles fan. I will always be an Eagles fan. And uh, I just hope that Jeff and and Howie make good decisions I, in off season. But he, Nick made so last week's game at MetLife Stadium. We all know how horrible that field is. We knew that the commanders were not going to pull a Green Bay Packer. They were going to lose that game. The game didn't matter. Don't play your starters. No. You have A.J. Brown on the field last night then, right? Even last night when the game was out of hand, I wanted to pull everybody because I'm thinking next season. Darius Slade goes off on a on the cart. Dallas, who I keep waiting, because even though Dallas walked off and he did give a post-game interview, but his hit was scary. Pull them up. You're making bad managerial decisions. That's it. I think the man, I don't, I don't think that the, because, you know, at the end of the day, being a head coach is being a manager Mm -hmm. of the team. You're the president of the team. You're doing the day-to-day, right? And so if you can't, if you don't have the skill set to do it with this talented roster, Go make your mistakes in college. Go make your mistakes in Atlanta. But you cannot do that with this team. This team is way too good to allow you to be trying to learn on the job, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I did pull some stats from last last year. You want to hear them? Mm-hmm. Versus the, okay. So in the 2023 regular season, when it came to offense, uh, Hertz actually had more passing yards this season. 3858 to 3701. Because they wouldn't run the damn ball. But think about Hertz last season that he missed three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when it came to rushing yards uh, this year, uh, DeAndre Swift got 1049. Uh, Miles Sanders, 1269. That means that we were running the ball at least 200 more yards. <laughs> At least with him, like specifically. Um, and then if you go down the list, it there's there's no comparison. When it came to the receiving yards, AJ Brown had uh had a, had less yards by 40, 1456 to 1496 last last season. Devontae, um, oh, I didn't put his here. Shoot. Um I'll let me go back to that one. And then when I, I looked at the rushing TDs and uh, Mr. Hertz had 15 this season. He had 13 last season. But I think the big difference here is one: Miles Sanders had 11 rushing touchdowns. DeAndre DeAndre Swift had five rushing touchdowns. Yeah. That means our like our like running back one, whatever we would call him, had six fewer rushing touchdowns. Yeah, not surprised. And then. Um, so in receiving uh, touchdowns, Smith, Demonte Smith had seven last season. He had seven this season. 
but why did AJ Brown, he has 11 last season and this season he had seven. Yeah. He had less uh, touchdowns as well in terms of receiving. So I thought that it's like, it shows that the talent's there, you know, and, and it, to me, it says that the play calling might like the coaching part was the mm-hmm. issue. It also could be challenging, right? Like the defense, like the teams are different. So I can, I can give them that. And defenses do on you know, the other teams are professional as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but it's all about, you know, we're playing chess, right? So yes, defensive coordinators are now scheming to go to, to defend the Eagles differently than they did last season. But on the offensive side of the ball, you have to be creative enough to know we got to, we got to change up what we did last year because people are going to be ready for that. So let's figure it out. But we couldn't and okay. we didn't figure it out. On the defensive side of the ball, um, in terms of tackles, last season, TJ Edwards, who's no longer on the team, had 159. When we talk about the problem of tackling, uh, Blankenship led the team with 113. And then he got hurt the entire f like what is happening like you mean your leader the the most the person with the most right and it's not as if like oh we just like they, it just was different like oh would be like different allocated right allocation it wasn't consistent it wasn't like consistent that it was like oh 113 oh someone else had 70 no it, it, everything has been pretty much um garbagey Blake and Chip led the uh, team with three interceptions this season, while CJGJ, who's had still playing six. in the playoffs, he's got a game. Yeah, next he's week. in the Lions, and that man didn't play like half the season. He had six interceptions, and then lastly, the sacks. So I actually thought that uh, Hassan Reddick wasn't like his sacks number wasn't up, but he had eleven. He was the only person. But what on the did team he have last 11. year? He had 16 last year, but he's the only person with 11 sacks, like 11 sacks this and season. And those came early in the season. And then what happened? And there was like, there was like a drought. They were yeah. like, yeah, he hasn't caught, got a sack in like six games or something. Probably there were obvious change. I'm sorry to keep cutting you off. I'm just so no, no. The more I think about it, no, there were obvious on. changes in the play calling with the pass rush. Yeah. We could not get to anybody's quarterback. Nobody. And then the on Hargrave is gone. So you you know he's again he's got a game next week. Yeah, he sure does, doesn't he? But Josh Sweat, you know, I I like to do the okay. He had eleven sacks last last year. Graham had eleven sacks last year. Hargrave had eleven sacks last year. Nobody outside of Reddick broke ten. The next one I think was Fletcher Cox. Maybe I like it was it was like six and a half. It was stupid. It was the difference is stupid. And back to to coaching. You got to account for Hargrave not being there, for Graham getting older. I have no idea why Josh Sweat couldn't have been as productive as he was last season. They just, I think they just switched up the defense. Like, just, they had Hassan like playing. (laughs) I don't know. It's like, it it was, it's wild. So, Um, a couple questions for you. Mm -hmm. What, would you change in terms of like on the offense? What are your what are you hoping to see change on the offensive side and the defensive side um, going into next season? Like, what are we? Uh, what are we okay. looking for? I want new coordinators on both sides of the ball. Offensively, yeah. um, we need a big 
back. And I also would like to solve the mystery of Rashard Penny. I'm like, you know, I love my murder mysteries. I'm like, can, can I where is he? help yeah. me investigate what happened? Um, but you need a you need a big back to compliment uh DeAndre Swift. Um, if he comes back, is he a free agent? I can't remember who's on the free agent list, but um because if 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 AJ comes back, I'm I'm satisfied with my receivers, right? Absolutely. Dallas is still an excellent tight end. Um, but you gotta beef up that run game. And and now with the with Jason Kelsey retiring, we gotta it's so hard because I love that offensive line so much, but it has changed. It it Jalen did not have as much time as he did last year. So Howie's got some work to do. Um on the defensive side, hello, can I get a linebacker? Hello. <laughs> hello, can we can we invest in this thing called linebackery? <laughs> okay. <laughs> can I shore up my secondary? I enjoy big play Slay, but I don't think he's got many more big plays in him. Um the one thing I'll, I, the one thing that's really good though about the offensive line is is Coach Stoutland and the fact that uh, when I was looking up all the depth charts, uh, Dickerson's been playing center. Um, you know he's getting the reps. They all like Opeta. He's like been behind. You know the uh, on the guard position on both sides of the ball. Um, so I think it's at least on the offensive line. I don't worry as much, but I do agree that for some weird reason they can't. They, and I don't know if it's just that maybe like the running back isn't doing their blocking or maybe the tight end isn't blocking correctly or they're sending the tight end out, but something's wrong with like the amount of time that, uh, that Jalen hasn't had, but anyway. And as much as I love him and his, he has the voice of an angel, Jordan Maialata has to, he, he needs to improve from what he did this season. I'm sorry. He might keep regressed a little bit. Um, I'm not going to be one of those haters that he said, somebody was like, stop making Christmas albums. You can make your Christmas albums because they do it in July, but you gotta, we gotta work on our blocking, um, not jumping off sides, like just the basics, please. I I, I like all that. I wholeheartedly agree. I don't quite know about head coach yet, but I do have a lot of questions about like game management. It's almost reminding me of, Andy Reid when he was the Eagles coach and game management. that's high and then nobody knew in the NFL <laughs> we just tie <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the period anyway um I would say that I would get um I think the running back core it's it's fine I I would like a big back so um and I don't even think they use Gainwell and Scott effectively Quite frankly, right? Oh, it was like we forgot about Boston Scott even when we played the Giants. These the Giants, these are trying to kill him. I did. It's so funny. Somebody said like we need a thirty for thirty on the. Yeah, I said that. I, I was. Walker, was I need a thirty yeah, for thirty. True. Like yeah. there's so many unanswered questions that we all. Maybe that's what we know. need to do. It's what in happened? Our, in, in the off season, me and you need to go and start interviewing people, asking questions because this is so confusing. Um, in terms of like the wide receiver core, I can see that. I don't know if, if Julio Jones is going to actually come back. I think it's just a one-year deal. Yeah. So I'm curious if they're going to try to 
get uh, someone else um, for three because I'm not a a, a Watkins fan, a Quez Watkins fan, not. Yeah. Um, and I'm not I'm not quite sure about Zacchaeus. I'm not quite sure. Um, in terms of uh, I don't like the O line. I know I I believe in Coach Dow. Yeah. In terms of deep the defense, I I think that there needs to be a different. I guess I don't want to say approach, but like a different like style of defense that's implemented that really can key in on people's strengths. And I I think like they're they're the D line is is great. So like what what's happening where where they're constantly getting blocked and it's like it's it's so weird because they're it's like they're running the plays and there's someone blocking, you know, our our linemen and they just take it. <laughs> why are you why are you backing up <laughs> get out you know I don't know it's so weird I don't play um football but I do agree <laughs> with you on um the linebackers I think we we really missed um our guys this season and absolutely the secondary to me has always been it the secondary to me have always been a problem <laughs> I don't know when I feel like we've ever really had maybe like mid-2000s like but yeah Lido uh Dawkins, Bobby, that's, and Troy Vincent. I, I feel like that's that to me is the last time we had really a secondary. I think we've always struggled here. And I think it's because Howie doesn't really invest very much in secondary. Obviously with CJ GJ. I wish he would have kept CJ GJ and, yeah. and let Bradbury go. Uh I mean Bradbury was a huge disappointment this season. Yeah. I mean, it was a disappointment in the Super Bowl, but he's definitely a Super Bowl, a disappointment um, when it came here. So I do think they've got a lot to do on the defensive end. You ready? Are we, is is it then? Are we done? Yeah, I'm looking at the roster. I'm, I'm looking at Avante and I love him, but I just don't know after all these injuries, what kind of player you get next year. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm, I <laughs> on the coaching news, it's confirmed Bill Belichick is not no longer the Patriots coach. Uh Mike McCarthy and Nick Sirianni are also kind of on the will will they be there? Will they not? Curious, someone said, Oh, Bill Belichick could go to Dallas. And I just clutched my pearls and I just Lord no, please God no. So here's the thing, right? <laughs> I have two different emotions. I clutch my pearls and say, please no. Or do I get my popcorn ready to watch another epic collapse because it's battle of the clash of the Titans between Jerry and Bill? Uh, (laughs) I think I think if Bill Belichick gets a hint of Jerry Jones treating him like he's done the rest of his coaches, you just won't see him there. Mm -hmm. Um, Does Jerry humble himself because, man, was he angry? Um, and as he says, he's running out of time. Does he humble himself and take the arguably greatest coach ever? Um, I just would prefer not to have to worry about it and him go to Atlanta. <laughs> it's just go to Atlanta. <laughs> I think they're saying maybe Seattle um, might Which be the spot. Yeah, wouldn't that be crazy? If he went to Seattle, that would actually. Considering hopefully... the history, the Super Bowl history between Seattle and the Patriots. Right, and they get Bill Belichick as their coach because they're like, "Oh, would you take the like Bill Belichick?" I'm like, "Would Belichick even want to come to the Eagles?" <laughs> like, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I do think he'd make the defense better. 
he would one, not one thousand percent he and would I think not stand for this non-tackling mess. I, I think he would also like bring Josh McDaniels in to be the OC, the highest paid OC in the league. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'd go back to what you do good, what you do good, you need to make money on. Um, yeah, that would be interesting. I don't, I just stay in the AFC. I don't want to see an NFC, quite frankly. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think that'll be interesting to see what the, the, uh, the coaching, like the coaching market's great. Like, I mean, you could get some really great people in here. You and still now, got Mike. You got Mike Rabel. That exactly. I was like, like, that was just about to come out of my mouth that he's out here in the streets. So, do you think Pete Carroll coaches again? Look, I, I'm not an ageist, but I feel like these guys are kind of like. But if Belichick coaches, why wouldn't Pete? I agree. I don't. But who? Where would Pete go? I don't know. His identity is so like what USC or Seattle, right? right? Maybe he goes back to college. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems weird to me that like to continue, like just want just. I, I don't think he goes back to college for the very reason you're uh, Saban retired and, you know, college has changed so much. It has, you know, it, it has. It, and now like the <laughs> Pac-12, like, what is that? Um, Like, we're, like all these teams now are like, just everyone's reshuffled. Yeah, um, that's when I think age comes into play. NIL and just the wild, wild west of college football right now. Yeah, I just I want us to get like an experienced defensive coordinator to put in a scheme that is based on the strengths of the players, or we go out and get the players that can play to the strengths. Mm -hmm. That's it. At the end of the day, that's what you need. You need you need that, and you need the scheme, and you got to do what you got to do, and you got to be creative. And it's it, it's exhausting to see it. I mean. I, if if one more if one more quarterback throws a slant pass on third and <laughs> whatever yardage to get the first down, because in the we don't cover the middle, yeah, it drives me nuts every freaking time. <laughs> every I'm like, yep, right there. It's always a slant pass, and it goes right in the middle because no one's there. Okay, yes. stop. I'm gonna stop with him. Stop. Um, yeah, so I the Belichick news was uh it wasn't surprising, but I'm curious if he continues. And so it'll be interesting to see where where everybody lands. And he's uh, already entered so I think we said this. He already he has already interviewed in Atlanta. So we'll see what what happens. I mean Atlanta is like they got they have a, a talented roster. I'm curious about they, they need the a quarterback, quarterback situation. Yeah. Um, but I think he needs a strong quarterback. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's the biggest difference between Tom Brady years and the last few years yeah you just yeah. don't have a strong offense so um your sister had a question for us right what were we most what was the biggest surprise what was the eagles or the dallas collapse i know my answer was yours um what was the bigger surprise yeah i think that was her question oh it was belichick to the falcons and the or Oh, here it is. Are y'all debating the? Yeah, I'm gonna put you out here. This is this is what you wrote. Um, are you debating the bigger disappointment, Eagles or Cowboys, on the show? And I think I, I'm not disappointed with the Cowboys, but I think that's probably the biggest disappointment in Cowboy yes, Nation. I agree. I just feel like we were a slow bleed. We we knew it was coming. It's we were hopeful that it would be better, but it, we knew it was coming. Right. No and one then, was. We were hoping we would get to a Super Bowl, but nobody was expecting to mm -mm. get to the Super Bowl. 
I was hoping that there would be this like resurgence and we would see what we saw last year, but I just, I think they're tired. I think they're, they're just over it. And I think they're just waiting for the end and so that they can just figure out next steps. And as delusional as Cowboys fans can be, I th- everyone's media fans um, expected it to be the Niners and the Cowboys in an NFC championship game. Absolutely. In terms of anything, do you do you want to throw a drink at someone? I mean, this is the Eagles coaching staff. Like, it's just that. Agreed. I can also, and I know um, fans of other teams like, oh, you guys always complain about the refs. The refs did miss an egregious holding, two holds on the Niners' first touchdown pass. I think it was, and yes, the face mask on the. Are we talking about Tampa Bay? No, I was talking um, about oh, the Eagles game. Yeah, yeah, the Tampa Bay game. Um, we got embarrassed at home against Arizona, and then we got embarrassed in the playoffs. Embarrassed. And, and and the questions is still unanswered, and we just we don't know what the problem is. And I I'm I understand not telling us what the problem is during the season, <laughs> but I I hope that there might be a little bit more insight. Uh, let's say it that way. Okay. Uh, all right. Any iconic moment uh, so far in the playoffs? Um, Green Bay. I was going to say, uh, Darnell Savage, pick six on Dak. <laughs> That's when I was like, oh my God, this game's really open. Uh, I For me, it was the 52-yard touchdown by Josh <laughs> Allen. <laughs> when he gets moving. <laughs> that train. It's like Ben Roethlisberger. Remember when he was get, start getting yeah. moving? You're like, man, that train... It ain't coming. <laughs> it's a serious crash if you if you stop that train. Okay, you ready to flip over to the lovely uh, yes. TV? Yes. Um, yes. I just a quick update on SLC. Um, Real Housewives of Salt, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Nothing really came of the first um ep- uh, the first episode of the reunion. Yeah, it wasn't like the first of three parts. The part. Um, but I do I really appreciate on Peacock that you're able, like they don't bleep out. So we're hearing all the F bombs, the MFers. So I'm, I'm, I actually enjoy that. Uh, Alana but, likes the cuts, y'all. Well, a hundred percent. But it's like, I hate hearing all the bleep and the bleep and the bleep, right? I just, just say like, just like, let's, and I just realized that I was like, oh, they don't, they're not bleeping out the words, <laughs> uh, but nothing really momentous happen uh they're all just still playing um victim and and oh and, and monica bought like a burn book like similar to the mean girls, mean girls. Uh, <laughs> was that uh, was that a branding campaign i know right it was pretty <laughs> pretty on point who's Get distributing that movie <laughs> even the drop yeah um yeah it's i saw i actually saw the musical you with, did with a group of friends a couple of years ago when I was living in New York. It was it was fun. I want to see it. I'm I, I am planning to go see it. And uh, EJ Johnson, my Magic Johnson's son. Oh, he was there and fabulous. Okay, walked okay. right by us. Went right to the front of office. <laughs> he was fabulous. Uh, all right. Anyway, so let's go to the Beverly Hills Housewives. Okey Uh So we start off this uh, this episode. And like I guess we're we're still trying to guys figure out where they all uh, all the friendships lie. They're trying to like bring back a little bit of fun. So they went um, on a day trip, and you know they Kyle I think arranged you know for them to 
kind of go shopping a little bit and then go and get me some wine. And, and it was around uh, Anne Marie's birthday. Anne-Marie, yeah, Anne Marie's birthday. Um, so she's like, oh, thank you so much for doing this for me. And so <laughs> <laughs> that's how she talks. And so there was uh, just questions. Um, there was some scissoring uh, happening. Uh, I was like, what? Everyone turns on the podcast in the middle of it. And like, what is this about? <laughs> exactly. Scissoring. Um, I was just sitting there like, one, you don't have to act it out. You could just get on your phone like most of us do, just figure out what slang. But that um, would be Bravo television a lot. Yeah. <laughs> then, um, you know, Kyle asked if, like, sh- like she, anyone would date a, a woman. And Garcelle just reflects a couple years back when she didn't want to talk anything about, you know, any of that while, you know, Garcelle admitted to having a threesome. So I love Sutton's confa- confessional. And she's, who asked that randomly? <laughs> I'm telling you, Garcelle and Sutton, they're like, I'm keeping my eye on you. (laughs) Makes sense. And I need to understand why. But I agree with you. It was um, a lighthearted. We've said this before about other franchises. You miss the lightheartedness of, you know, what's supposed to be like a sisterhood of friendship between these ladies. Yeah. They're supposed to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, so I was happy that they were able to kind of joke and laugh and there wasn't a huge, you know, stupid argument. Uh, but we did get to the therapy session between with Board Dorit and PK. Uh, they're just she's they're just not on the same page. And Dorit is just so focused on um, her trauma from the home invasion. But it but. Uh, PK wants her to be a little bit more in the moment. And he was disappointed with the way that she acted when um, the way that she received her pretty woman um, evening surprise evening, uh, which was kind of also just weird in general. I mean, Julia Roberts even said it was kind of weird, you know, to mimic, you know, <laughs> pretty woman. Making um, a prostitute. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it was, but, I, but it may, it's, a, I guess it's a joke. Uh, but yeah, so but yeah, I thought that it the the it's interesting. Sometimes with housewives that I don't particular particularly love, I'll just fast forward through their like set like their segment. Mm-hmm. But um, I did think it was uh, interesting to see them talk about that and be able to kind of put it into words. I I we know I'm not Team Dorit. I'm not necessarily Team PK either, but um. I did get a little bit of enjoyment in his frankness about how when he first met Dorit, she was like fun and lighthearted. And now she's been a little too consumed with material things and not the same. Not the same. And I think, and it's weird because wasn't Dorit like in her late thirties when they got married. So it's not like there, she was some young 22 year old. I mean, she was, you know, in her thirties, a career girl, like she was working, you know, Beverly Beach or whatever she does, <laughs> um, which she was like, is Beverly Beach here? And I'm like, I thought that that was defunct. I guess she's just says <laughs> product hanging around here. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I thought that was interesting um, for sure. So it was, uh, there's been a lot of like rumors that they, that they're separated, but they're constantly posting pictures to show that they're still together, Dorit and PK. So we'll see if that's the case. They're saving that for next season. She wants to come back. She needs a, she needs a storyline. Yeah. 
because she keeps she's trying she's trying to have a storyline but everyone's just looking at her like girl you're trying too hard <laughs> so was the last part of this the memorial or was it I believe. Uh, okay and so the memorial was for kyle's friend who uh died by suicide and it was a huge surprise and uh she's just been mourning that loss um you know since since it happened i believe it happened in may um and so what last year and so kyle decided to put on like a memorial type of like and i think it was a fundraiser also in a fundraiser yeah uh and so she asked um her her new best friend morgan to come in and perform and so this was interesting to see the dynamics and all the women were watching them like a hawk hawks okay especially former bestie dorit Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, Kyle did make a point of saying that um, her and Teddy and like and Morgan, the three of them are like they are they hang out together like the three of them hang. And she just really loves hanging out with those the, the like just the three of them. And it's been fun. It's been easy. It's been whatever. And I, I and I, I don't know if she's bringing in Teddy to make sure that it doesn't look like it's like a more romantic relationship. What do you think about one the Nat comment um, <laughs> to Garcelle when Teddy was there? I just and, think Teddy is so awkward. Like awkward. Yeah. I mean, who wants to be called the Nat? She's just, she's just, she just, she never really fit in with that crew. She didn't. Yeah. She really didn't. I don't, stop making Teddy fetch, you know, like that's what it's like, stop making fetch try to happen. Like that's what <laughs> all of us in the Bravo universe say about Teddy. I'm sure she's a lovely person and she just doesn't, like every, you keep pushing her in my face. I don't care. It's not interesting. And her and, and um, Tamara doing the, the I, I'm like, come on. You I'd know? rather see her dad. <laughs> that. John Cougar Mellencamp. But he's interesting. <laughs> uh, so during the event, uh, Sutton, oh, I'm sorry, Anna Marie decides that she's going to start talking about Sutton's uh, small esophagus again. And she does it to in front of Garcelle and Crystal. And the both of them are just kind of sitting here listening to her go on about the small esophagus as if they care. They're just like, I don't like. I like Garcelle at least. Why do you care? Because I'm in healthcare. What's that got to do with anything? It's like, what? what's like, why do you care? Yeah, it's like. And so she so so after she like kind of she basically exits the Garcelle exits this conversation because she's like, I don't want to be talking about this any longer. And I definitely don't want to be talking about this with you on this camera because I know what happens. And so she actually went up and I, we don't know actually when like the time period between because this happening, edit. yeah. it's edited, but they show uh, Garcelle going to Sutton and saying, Hey, by the way, Anne-Marie, uh, you know, was talking about your esophagus again. And she, and she was like, Sutton went off, but uh, at but but with Sutton, her father also died by suicide, and it was a huge shock. And I think she was in her, she was an adult. I think she was in mid twenties. She was an adult, and so, I, you know, for her, this is also like re- reminding her of her own Making trauma. Her very emotional. And so it's like, why are you like one? Why would you even bring up her esophagus again? It's not your business. Like, what is this? Is this? 
what is yeah. the, you know it, it also like Amory's right. she's not even a real part of the group I wonder if she even knows the connections Sutton has to suicide awareness mm -hmm. she's just again she needs she needs something to hang her hat on to be relevant yeah and since she's decided that she's going to be Kyle's lapdog she needs she's going to be with Sutton yeah that's and not, yeah, it's, it was whack. And so Dorit then makes a comment because uh, she was standing there when Garcelle told her, oh, Garcelle's really quick to tell her friend about this. Da, da, da. And I'm like, well, real friends would go mm -hmm. and tell their friend, you know, this person has said this about you here. And just FYI, I don't think she's stirring the pot as much as she's giving her a heads up that she's still talking about it. But I do like Garcelle, so maybe I'm just biased. The only thing I will say, because when Dorit said, you know, again, we all know how I feel about Dorit. I do agree. I wouldn't have said it right then. Like when we were leaving, like say after we left the event, I'd be like, girl, I was in this conversation with that chick, blah, blah, blah. But I wouldn't have done it right then and there because I think I would have been sensitive to, I bet my friend's really emotional right now at this event. So I'm not going to kind of, you know, gasoline on this fire and i and actually it's funny you say that because i didn't even her reaction i was like oh shoot she's going through this i didn't even think about like sutton in that space either i think Gers garcelle was just like hey i don't like this happened on camera i'm gonna tell you what happened so that you know you don't tell me like yeah. you know you, to, yeah. like maybe that's their agreement like Tell me when it happens, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I, I, and I, I begrudgingly, I, I'm not even, I'm not, I don't, again, with you, I don't consider her stirring the pot. The only thing I agreed with Dorit was the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the rest of the, um, someone on on the, the Instagram uh, just made a point of saying that Kyle was actually like mid-sentence with her planner as they're getting the event ready and she sees Morgan take the stage and she immediately just she's like stop I'm, I, she stops the conversation she walks over she got to make sure Morgan's uh, all set and cared for and she's listening to her and so I don't know I don't know if you felt you felt this but it just seemed like they just really seem to enjoy being around each other and you know I don't know what it is but it it definitely feels at least at the very least like somebody's got a crush. Yes. That's what it feels like. And yeah. And so uh, it was just interesting to see them interact because she just doesn't interact with the other women that, that same way. And it could be that, you know, she's young, she's younger. So that you, you do interact maybe with Gen Z. <laughs> and she might not know what she should and shouldn't be doing. If Kyle's not really putting a relationship on front street, she might feel like I need to fall back and follow Kyle's lead. What do you think about Mauricio not being there? I just think it was, I think it was an indication that that relationship is over. Cause there was in the, the however many years we've been watching this show, what like 13 13 or 14. I have never seen Mauricio miss an event that was significant. And, or, and if he missed it, she would be upset, like tearing the house down. She seems to have zero interest in this man. Well, also, so it's funny how, depending on like how you feel about a person, how you see things, I saw it as if she had really wanted him to, if, if Maurice really was out of town, Mauricio was really out of town 
on business, she could have planned it for the next weekend or whatever. So to me, it was Kyle didn't want him there anyway, or like, did it have to be on a certain date, you know, yeah. or you would have talked it, you two would have talked it out to figure out when was the best time so you could both be at the event. That's why yeah. I just like, it's over. It's over on both sides. Right. Exactly. Because there would be no way. And I think we can just rewatch some episodes that Kyle, like that was her man. Like you could not talk about nothing. Like he got to be there. And and I just felt like for something that was so significant, Yeah. even I honestly kind of was like, why not move your business trip? To be honest with you, like this is a person that was in her life for many years and you don't show up to it. It just felt weird. And, uh, and so then she's talking about my daughter's my best friends. And I was just like, oh God, don't, don't do that to your, your, your girls. I get like, we can have great relationships, but please, hopefully you're just keeping them, you know, daughter friendship. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that was, that was about the event. I, it was, it seemed like, uh, it was, it was nice to, I guess, see, then be able to give her a tribute, give her friend a tribute um, on, on the show. Yeah. Well, I think now we're going to, I think it's full steam ahead of, with the rest of the season of seeing more, if not seeing more of Morgan, at least hearing more comments from the women about this friendship. Do you think we're going to get a big like surprise during the reunion that they're together? I don't know. I think I think the I think the big thing will be I don't know how the show is going to end and what time frame, but it'll be that Kyle and Mauricio are getting divorced. Yeah. She's still trying to like say she's like upset about things, but I, I And remember everybody needs a storyline for the yeah. next season. Yes. So. Oh, 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 I I totally forgot to bring this up. Are we wrapped on on the reality TV? Yeah. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot to bring this up and I actually put it on my screen. I just saw like a post today from ESPN uh-huh. that said that that says the postseason has not been kind to teams that started the season 10 and one or better. Yes. 2019 Patriots, mm-hmm. 2020 Steelers, and now the 2023 Eagles. So if you're in that company like that, at least you're in that company. Right. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> And that's, 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 that. And, and what 2018 was when we beat them. So that was their, their Super Bowl hangover season. Yeah. All right. I, I, I totally forgot to tell you that, but like, I was like, oh, we should mention that he's in the company of some Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Well, I'm going to close out the show with a Jason Kelsey appreciation. You are my favorite Eagle of this generation. Um, I got to meet him and he was everything I wanted him to be. He was friendly and funny. Um, I just wish it had been, I get that it's, you know, we rarely get fairy tale endings in terms of it ending with him winning a Super Bowl and like beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. But I do wish it had been been a a more enjoyable last six or seven weeks of his career as an Eagle. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we should even if we had lost the playoff game, it should have been at the link. Mm-hmm. So, we mm-hmm. didn't get that last hurrah of him running out of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. He deserved. We, the fans and Jason Kelsey deserve that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't think you could have said that any better. He is like the O line 
became my heart after the Super Bowl and watching them in the ESPN body issue. Their personalities <laughs> just jumped out and I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I love this guy. And so I, I agree. He's been one of my top five because I never can say I have a favorite of anything, but like he has definitely been like top three Eagles for me. And so thank you, Jason. I know. You ever hear this? Yeah. Tell Kylie we said, hey. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I totally understand. Um, so oh, is that it? You ready to say goodbye? I, I, yeah, I think we've got to just, I guess, switch our attention to the Sixers. <laughs> yes. And tonight we have, uh, the last two MVPs going up against each other. The Sixers are yeah. hosting the Denver Nuggets. They are probably playing right now. I haven't checked the score. Um, but yeah, we'll be following our Sixers. We'll be following the Flyers. I just don't want to pay too much attention to them because they're doing well when the city has been ignoring him, ignoring them. And soon we'll be, we will be counting down. Alana said she's not falling for it, but I'll be counting down to spring training. I just don't. They, they. No, I get it. Like, I get it. Uh, now. Right now. Yeah. And, and we're at 60 to 63 Denver. Okay. Four minutes left in the second quarter. Good Lord. Where is the defense? Well, we well, we've been talking and not watching. You know, we'll turn around when we're when we're paying attention. Maybe. There is the defense. Awesome. <laughs> well, you have a wonderful, wonderful week, girl. Yes. That wraps up our weekly catch up with one another and you. Please like, subscribe, and leave comments for us to read after posting. Tell a friend to tell a friend and join in the weekly catch up conversation each week. Alana, it's been a pleasure. I'll talk to you next week about football. Maybe we'll even have some stuff to talk about the birds in terms of where we're headed next season. Moves, making moves. We should actually look up like all the, the the draft stuff and do a little mock draft action. I don't do that very often. I I don't, but I'd love to jump into that. Yeah, Howie's got some work. You know, we've been yeah. singing his praises the last couple drafts. Howie's got he's got some work to do. Yeah. Um, I I and I can't knock him. He put together a good team, but the defense just it didn't work out. Um, all right. Well, go Flyers, go Sixers. Sixers. <laughs> Serious. Bye, everybody. Have a good one.